ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children of all ages, welcome to the Fumble Recovery Fantasy Football Podcast. Um, unfortunately, Amir can't be with us this week as he's uh, busy with work, but uh, we do have Mo in the house. Giddy up. And we also have Paul. Evening, guys. How are we all doing? Yeah, not too shabby. Good, uh, good fantasy weeks or... Bad fantasy weeks. Shocking. Oh, really? Huh. Reasonable betting weeks, but uh, that well, oh. that's still to be determined. But um, see, I think I had the opposite. I think I had decent fantasy, pretty decent fantasy weeks, but oh my god, the betting got me. Couple, couple, a uh, couple upsets got me pretty good. It's just such a sad state of affairs. I'd rather have a good fantasy week and lose money betting, but I can't. I can't seem to get it the right right way around. <laughs> Doesn't even make me feel any better. It, it never happens where you can have a good betting week and a good fantasy week, right? It's a uh... That's because I draft like a monkey. So today's episode, obviously, we're six weeks down of the season. Um, So we're going to be looking at players that um, you want to be targeting, potentially, um, if you're going for the championship. You know, by now you should have a pretty good idea of how your team's doing and the points you're kind of putting up on a weekly basis. And, you know, if you're in contention or not. We've talked about it before where... You know, you, you might be sneaking into the playoffs, but, you know, do you think you're going to have a realistic shot of winning? And if so, you know, make those moves. You can be a bit bold to try and pick up some of these veteran players. And on the flip side, you know, if you're going to look to go into rebuild mode, try and sell off some of your assets um, and accumulate draft picks and young talent for, for down the line. So um, I guess we'll kick off with quarterbacks. And probably the easiest position in terms of sort of veterans that are actually performing and stuff. So a few guys to throw out, but Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, uh, Big Ben, Derek Carr, Ryan Tannehill, and I'm going to chuck Gardner Minshew in there as well. So I guess, Mo, any of these guys you'll be targeting in a sort of super flex, uh, what would you be sort of paying um, I think out of all of these, I would say Rogers would probably be the probably pay the most premium price. Um, uh, I, I, I and maybe even Carr to an extent. Well, I would say probably Rogers. I would say the lifespan wise, I think Big Ben and Brady are probably towards the end, and uh, or I mean even Breeze for that matter. I throw in throw him in there. I would say those yep. are the guys are probably target for. Um, I mean, yeah, if you're a rebuild, you 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 would, you would want to unload these players. And those are probably the guys I would be targeting, and hopefully kind of kind of me in the middle. I mean, I'm not sure how much you would pay for them. I'll probably maybe pay, you know, maybe a young wide receiver and a maybe you know a dynasty in a dynasty league, maybe a young wide receiver, and possibly a second or a third. I mean, I guess if it's super flex, super flex, you'll probably pay a second. Um, but that's that's the one thing I'm not, I'm not really sure about the value. I but yeah, the other guys got to understand that hey, this guy's of no use to me this year and probably for the future since I'm in rebuild mode. I need to offload him while a guy going for the ship is, is, you know, would really want him. So, you know, you know, they're just, they just have to make sure you try to find a middle ground here. And I, for me, I would probably say, say a Brady or a big Ben who only see one or two years left and breeze for that matter. I would probably maybe pay maybe a young wide receiver, uh, maybe like a Michael Pittman or someone I draft in the second or third round and maybe throw in a second round or third rounder. What do you guys think? I'd say who I'd be. Well, sorry. Well, price wise, I think price is always a little tricky because it does depend so distinctly on the league structure, right? But um, 
I think you're in the right region. Like Superflex, pretty much spot on, right? Your Breeze, Big Ben, and Brady are probably you know the ones with the the most limited shelf life. So you know if you're if you're not in contention this year, so I know like for example in one of our leagues, you know Sid's got Lamar Jackson and Drew Brees. Um, he's Owen five or Owen six on the season, yeah. so you know he's he's in line to pick first pick next year, which is very very likely going to be Trevor Lawrence, right? So suddenly you've got Trevor Lawrence and Lamar Jackson. You'll be selling Drew Brees to whoever you can for whatever you can get. So if you can get a Michael Pittman and a, and a third or a second. Absolutely right. It's um, yeah. Um, I tell you who I'd be shooting for at the moment would be Matt Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Julio's back. His, you know, the, okay. This week we, you may you may have missed it a little bit, but um, his average. He's not. You know, he's he's outside the top ten. His average hasn't been amazing points wise, but it's purely on the weeks when he hasn't had Julio to throw to. So you I might agree. Have a bit disgruntled with the up downs. Even though they fully know that it's that, but they still just have this, you know, you'd have to give a fair price for it. I don't think you're going to get him cheap, but I think he'd be the right time to kind of get you someone that you could get at a reasonable price that should now be consistent. Yeah, I, I like the show of Matt Ryan. You know, he's um, he's only still 35, so he still should give you a few years. Obviously, the one risk is that um, Atlanta end up sort of shipping him out, um, you know, if they're going into rebuild with obviously the change in head coach and GM if they want to go in a different direction but um, assuming he's still there yeah you know, they're going to be throwing a lot given their defence is generally going to be pretty rubbish um, so Matt Ryan definitely a guy you can um, pick up and yeah like Aaron Rodgers is obviously other than yesterday which you know was a bit of a bit of an aberration but generally he's been pretty pretty good right um, yeah, with Adams he, out, with he, Adams out too. He's been amazing. He's been so much better than last year. Yeah, yeah. I thought he'd destroy Tampa Bay. I was so uh, disappointed, should I say? Yeah, I think I think the Tampa Bay defense really sort of showed up yesterday. So yeah, um, you know, I think just put it down to a bad game. But yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers um, up until yesterday, you know, was pace was fantastic. So um, yeah, look, if you you know, you're probably going to give up the first plus. To get him, but you know, if it's the difference between you winning the the ship and stuff, then uh, you know, it's it's a move worth considering. But also, if you're giving up a first, you know, in reality, you know, it's almost a second. Yeah, exactly. so that's why it's important. You're only doing these if you are going to make something happen with it. What about Fitz Magic? Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. It's tricky. So Fitz, Fitz is an interesting one, right? Because obviously, two yeah. have got some minutes. Yesterday, obviously, they were blowing the Jets out, so they never came in for a bit. And at some point, they are probably going to transition across. But it may be that he ends up playing out the season, right? So, uh, yeah, I I would put Fitz like where Breeze is at this point. Like, I think you can get him for cheap. Uh, you only have a year or two in him. Well, probably not even two, just a year, really. Um, he's a good he's a good person to target because I think you can probably get him the cheapest out of everyone. I, I think you can get him cheap, and he's been. He's been on his last year for a few years now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and every year he seems to still be pulling it out enough yeah. to, to warrant, particularly as a, in, in a super flex where you've got him as your number two quarterback. Um, yeah, it's not too shabby. I mean, here's the thing, right? If, exactly, if you're going for the ship, you know, you, you go all in, right? 
you can probably offer is it offer up just a young wide receiver that hasn't done anything yet, you know, straight up to so someone like a Brian Edwards, maybe, or, you know, maybe Anthony McFarlane from, from Pittsburgh um, running back. You know, you can offer some of these guys up that aren't doing anything on your roster right now. Obviously, they give value to the, the rebuild guy because you're buying a lottery ticket you know, from, from Fitzmagic who you're not going to get any value out of next season. So, yeah. What am, uh, who would you take, Carr or Tannehill? Tannehill. Tannehill. I think he's going to be more expensive to acquire, though. That's the problem. He's having a, a very good season again. Obviously, last year. I think when he came in, was he finishing? I think Q, you'd have finished QB three or something on the year, maybe. You know, based on when he, I think when he came in, something along those lines. And you know, start of this season, uh, just looking at his points. You know, 24, 35, 10, 37, 34. You know, so he he's playing. He's playing good football. You know, he's got AJ Brown back now as well. Yeah, no, he's, he's also on Vine next week, so time-wise, uh, I think, isn't he? Yeah, my name's Vine next week. Uh, by next week, yeah. No, actually, no, they Sometimes. use their buy. The Tennessee used their oh. buy with the COVID. They, got, they have um, no buys now. Ah, uh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, oh, sorry, I was thinking of, um, you know, I was looking up Miami still. But um, I, I guess the same thing goes for Fitzpatrick. You know, it, it's quite. I think it's quite good sometimes to be picking these guys up on their bye week where someone else isn't going to use them. It's not like they, they, the expectation isn't there, but it's you just give a little bit more value to somebody else and make it a bit more worthwhile for their trade. They get a player they can they can slot in straight away. It helped me. I traded away Josh Jacobs, which I, I slightly regret now. But um, well, Really? For what? What was the trade for? I traded him for... Um, Nick Hopkins, uh, right? It's a yeah. redraft, right? Yeah. In redraft. For, and it was, it was a bit more of a mix but I, I i still think it's the right trade to do but it kind of it particularly appealed as i wasn't going to be using him that week so i knew my immediate impact uh-huh. would be straight away um it just you know it adds a little bit once you it, and i think it's particularly helpful if you can get a, a player who's gone through his by week and pick him up post it you know you're getting an extra an extra week out of them to be Not fair to Paul on that trade i think it was it was it um DJ Moore and Josh Jacobs to get Nuke. Oh, yeah, that was a little pricey. And uh, and um, Daryl Henderson. Daryl Henderson. But my wide receivers. He's got were, Aaron Jones. Uh, yeah, I've got Aaron yeah. Jones as a running back, and then I've got um, Michael Thomas and Chris Godwin as wide receivers. So although I I in theory have some nice nice. Uh, players there they they were both injured at the time didn't know when they're coming back i had an offer for chris godwin for a running back that i could have taken if i need if i kind of wanted to um but it's kind of a it seemed to sort of fit a little bit with what i needed gotcha. and you know i had as in i had enough depth so yes i was giving away a bit more too much in it but i was overpaying with running back sorry with a wide receiver when i had depth there Oh, oh! You were getting Jacobs. You were giving Nuka. No, no, I was giving Jacobs. You're giving Jacobs, okay. But so I was overpaying by giving an additional wide receiver. Okay. But he was a wide receiver. I wasn't using him anyway. To be honest, yeah, the way DJ Moore's at the moment, right? He's he's not really going to be a great start for you. 
Yeah, it's, it's well, that, he's, that, that he's never going to be a start when I've got um, Michael yeah. Thomas and um, Chris Godwin. You know, so he's going to end up being a flex where I, I could flex someone else, but I also now have Hopkins. So, you know, my flex is now Hopkins. You know, that's, that's kind of a nice place to be, I felt. Uh, they're all disappointed this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> you get Hopkins coming oh, and, and actually, saying with the bye weeks, so I had um, the Saints on bye this week, so I suddenly was short at, you know, the, a wide receiver for this bit. So, running backs, what running backs are you guys looking at here? Yeah. Um, let's, let's throw a big one out, first of all, to kick it off. Uh, Zeke. Would you be holding on to him, you know, if you, or would you be, you know, if you're going into rebuild, is Zeke someone you'd look to try and offer out? And, you know, if you get a King's ransom for him, you take it? I would. I, I, would, yeah. I would be selling on Zeke. There's a lot of uncertainty, uncertainty around. Um, uh, I think he's, the, the thing is, I think his production this year is going to go up. But if you're in rebuild mode, age is coming up. They're going to use him quite a bit this year. And then next year, I don't know how the offensive line, what Dak situation is going to be. I'm not sure how that team's going to look. But um, he's in his fifth I, year, I, right? Uh, fifth, this, yeah, is, this, right. Is his fifth year. this is his fifth yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, he's you know, and especially the wear and tear, they use him a lot. So it's it's going to eventually catch up. Um, but I think his value is still significantly high this year, especially now that he's going to be. Uh, they're they're going to just continue feeding him this year mm-hmm. with uh, Dak out. He's one guy I might pay quite a bit for. Is he? Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he's, he's a difference maker, right? So, you know, if if you can pick him up now, obviously you'll, you'll get the value for him now. You'll probably get you know, another few years of value out of him, but he's definitely going to start, you know, his value's probably going to start declining um, in the near future. So it's one of those, right? It's, you've got to try and think about when, you know, where your team is in the stage of its sort of cycle and when to get out from play, you know, sell high on these players and when you can kind of get in on the cheap, right? So, um, yeah, DZ definitely someone, what would you reckon, two firsts? Yeah, I think I think you have to give, uh, or like say, I mean, a first rounder and, and, and someone that you drafted last year, a young running back, I mean, say you got Swift or something. Yeah. Uh, or Dob- a Dobbins. Dobbins and a first rounder would be would be about mm. right for Zeke. What's weird, it was weird is I'd probably I'd happily part with that, but I think I'd want to get. Yeah, you know, ha- actually, you know what? If I was getting one of those good first round backs, that's, it'd be fair enough. But if it was just three, I'd, I'd want three firsts to part. Actually, with. yeah, you, you probably. I think you may might need because it is going to be a late first. Yeah, you're right. I would I would probably go. Yeah. If it was if it was the sort of the guys who have performed already. Yeah, to get a, yeah, maybe two first and a second. Yeah, something like that. I would say that's about fair. Yeah, so then that, that that's probably fair, right? If you're saying a first, a, a JK, say a JK Dobbins or a Swift, you know, they've probably gone, you know, one oh, one oh four, one oh five ish sort of yeah. range. You know, you're getting a mid first round from this year, plus probably a late first rounder for for next year, plus a late second. Yeah. It's probably not probably not a million miles away. You know, you can probably chuck in another young receiver or a young running back in there as well, like Antonio Gibson or a, um, yeah, Anthony McFarlane, McFarlane Zach Moss. Anthony McFarlane, yeah. yeah, Zach Moss. That's a good one. It's a good shout. Yeah, 
But if, if I'm looking for a running back on the cheap, I would probably be targeting maybe someone like Gurley. Yeah. Gurley, Gaskins. I mean, I, I don't know how, how much the guy thinks of Gaskins. I actually had him on my bench all year last year. Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, and uh, then you have Hunt. Hunt's a good, poss- a, a decent one, but just depends on their asking price on that end. Uh, but, but I think Gurley probably one of the cheapest ones you can get, and he's putting up numbers. So Kareem Hunt is an interesting one because obviously we just had a trade in our uh, in our TBC league. I think it was, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. So Amir gave up T Higgins in the third for Kareem Hunt in the fifth. Yeah, which, so, the third and the fifth are kind of feel a bit. So essentially, you're giving up a late first. You know, I think we talked about we talked about on last week's episode, right? Where we would value T Higgins roughly, and anywhere from mid to late first to a early second for three months. Right. That's uh, yeah. What do you guys think about that trade? I, I mean, I, I, I thought it was fair. I don't know. Um, yeah, it, well, it, I like it. Made sense I for both players, both teams. Exactly. Yeah. Right. You, you know. For cash, he's probably out of contention this year, so he's building a really nice uh, wide receiver core. Um, you know, got Michael Thomas, uh, D.D. Lamb, Jerry Judy, uh, T. Higgins for that now, uh, Terry McLaurin, and yeah, Kareem Hunt. You know, he's going to obviously try and help Amir make a push now. So, I mean, T. Higgins is obviously contributing. I think his thing was he didn't like two wide receivers from the same team, given he's got Tyler Boyd. So, yeah, I think, I think it's a fair move. Yeah, it makes sense, I think. I mean, I, I think that's the key for all these trades. You've got to be looking for the right person to trade with, right? Yeah. If you've exactly. you got the right person, the value kind of stacks up better for both of you. Hello. T. Higgins might be uh, better this year itself than um, Hunt um, in fantasy, the way he's been targeted. I mean, it's a tricky one because obviously there were the the depth of running back, you know, given a lot of the injuries stuff. Um, Kareem Hunt being obviously the main guy now in Cleveland with um, Chubb out, his value's obviously gone up. But as you say, T. Higgins is sort of target share, and you know his production's been really solid um, for a rookie. Uh, yeah, I, I think that think that one works on the. Uh, you know, with the trading partners. Personally, I would probably, I'd personally be taking the T Higgins side just because I think you've given me value now and down the line. Yeah, I agree. Depends um, depend your needs as well, right? If you if you if you're needing some some a running back for this season, you can you can kind of make it work. But you want to be you're definitely in win now on um. Yeah, that's I think that's that was a problem with Amir with Cook going down. He just needed running back depth. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. I think with our leagues are a little bit different, right? Because essentially we play um, it's super flex. You play one running back, one wide receiver, one tight end, and then you have I think five or six. It's, it's five additional flex spots, and then one super flex spot. So you know you really actually only need say two running backs to get you through the season, given bye week and stuff. But um, it allows a bit more flexibility. What about um, someone like James Connor? Yeah, I would be after him. He's injury ridden. He's um, uh, um, he's still young though. Uh, I don't know how much you'd be paying for him, but I would probably. I mean, I mean, I would definitely go. I would definitely give him a, maybe a first, m- maybe something similar to two firsts. Um, 
you know, you do have the concern of injuries and so forth. Uh, you don't see you don't see the backups, you know, vulturing any of his touches much. So I would say he is the guy there. Um, I'll, I'll be willing to pay like two firsts for him. Really, two firsts for James Connor? Oh wait, sorry, I'm thinking Carson. I apologize. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Well, uh, Chris Carson as well is quite a good one. Uh, I, I'm thinking Carson wise, I would pay two first. Uh, Connor, his contract's running up. He's still young though. I don't think Pittsburgh believes he's the guy back there. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I think you would pay at least maybe a first and maybe a little something extra on the side, um, but I wouldn't be paying much for him. He's uh, and, and more or less, I would actually be waiting towards the end of the season to mm-hmm. see if he's healthy to actually help you for the playoff push. Yeah, I think he's an interesting one, right? Because yeah, it's, it's not it's not clear that the team sold on him and his injury concern and stuff. Yeah, I was just looking. When I heard what you were going to pay originally, I was trying to see if I had him in any leagues. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, unfortunately. Well, fortunately. Um, what about Melvin Gordon? <laughs> yeah, I think you've been trying to sell him quite a bit. Um, I'm not touching him, unfortunately. Uh, uh, again, I think maybe close to the end of the season, um, we'll see how that offense kind of incorporates him and Lindsay. Uh you know, he's had a majority of the touches thus far because Lindsay's been out for a couple games. But then you had the DUI. Um, you're going to expect at least a two-game suspension. Um, I believe their bye week is gone because of the COVID situation. Uh, with uh, um, So you don't have to worry about the bye week coming up. But I think you're going to expect at least maybe a two-game suspension coming down from the league. Uh, so you kind of put that in consideration. I think, I mean, again, I think he's one of those guys I'll wait and see. Wait till maybe then, and, you know, come playoff time or, you know, a couple games outside the playoff. You're trying to make a run. See how they're utilizing him, if he's still getting majority of the touches while Lindsey's there. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think you can still get maybe two years out of him. Um, I don't think he's, like, just a one year and he's done. But he is, uh, you know, that, that's one thing I kind of always held to my heart is that any of these running backs that kind of hold out during camp, I don't think it's really fared well for them at the very end. Uh, or you know, if they, even if the holdout goes, I mean, they, you know, he, well, his holdout was with the Chargers. He held out for like what four or five games. Anyone that's gone through the season with that holdout, I, I just don't see them faring well. I mean, Bell he did come back and you know he put up decent numbers, but obviously Austin Eckler became the main guy probably in his in his absence. Um, you know, he's, he's for me, he's putting up decent numbers you know in that offense yeah, it has probably helped a little bit with philip Lindsay being out um the dui doesn't help but you know i got offered a, a second for him um, i think you can get more than a second maybe yeah. it's an early second this is it exactly because the second will likely be a late second because obviously it's going to be a contender that's coming in for him um if i was going to do that then i would want um you know a young talent with it I do always think the holdouts are a slightly strange and very risky play as from in, in, a, in a football perspective. If you're a running back and you're holding out, you've got to have tremendous faith in you and almost a little faith in your O-line. Because if you, you know, they're, they're going to play without you, they're going to carry on. And if the guy steps up and actually is good enough, it really erodes your value. Or even, you know, erodes your, your potential position in the team, in fact. I think it's quite a dangerous thing to do in this. It's much safer to do as a wide receiver. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we saw it with, um, with Le'Veon Bell, right, when he held out. 
and then um, James Conner stepped in and you know did really well. So yeah, well, yeah. Exactly. Actually, so what are your what are your views on Ceh now? I think I think Ceh is still going to be the main guy there for sure. Um, not maybe not this season. I think it, it muddies the waters uh, definitely. You know, having a, a player of Le'Veon Bell's ability, especially yeah. in the pass catching. Um, but you know, I know that they love Ceh, and I think you know they want to build around him. Um, I'm worried about his gold line. Yeah, I, I think it hurts you this season. You know, so I've I've got him obviously in uh, TBC where um, I'm five and zero, and hopefully will be six and zero after this week. So you know, he's he's been good. He hasn't been like lights out good, but he's he's been decent, and I still think he will be. But you know, I think it's been good for a first year. It, um, as in for you know for a rookie running back, I think I've been very very pleased with how he's done actually. But um, I think that really hurts his value going forward. I think he's not going to get any of the goal line work or very little of the goal line work. Um, you know, I'm wondering yeah. would, 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 what would you trade for him now? What do you what do you uh, what would you want to get rid of him? The the, the trouble is like if I, if I had Ceh now, I would not be selling him because yeah. I'm I'm going to hope that you know. What I've seen from him so far is that, you know, he's shown me enough that he's going to be a, a future sort of producer in this offense. It hurts his uh, prospects now, but unless I'm, you know, unless I'm able to flip him now straight up for a, they say I trade the CEH for Zeke straight up now, if I'm going for the ship, that's maybe a move I would consider. Yeah, but that's the thing. I'm I'm getting a guy who's got you know four or five years tread on the tires already compared to a rookie guy in the best offense in the league, whose value's a bit depressed right now. But you know, you kind of have to look at where you are and the rest of your team and stuff. It's a tricky one, but yeah, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be panic selling him. That's for sure. No, no, no. In a would you would you have him in redraft at all? So I've got I've got him in a in a redraft league. I took I, him. Um, I think you traded. I think you traded um for Ceh in that at Paul's uh Paul's draft. Oh, got in that one. That was against. Well, uh, to be fair, you, you swapped Nick Chubb out. Nick Chubb, yeah, I traded Nick Chubb for Ceh straight up. So that was that was fine. It was um it was another league. It was, to be fair, it's an eight man league. Um, I took Ceh at four overall ahead of uh, Kamara. Oh, Henry. Nice. But this, this was kind of when Kamara was having you know, the, the injections in the back. There was obviously the, the talk about him getting traded. Um, obviously, you know, like in hindsight, you know, which I'd taken Kamara, right? But So what's your justification for keeping him in an eight-team league? There's got to be wide uh, running backs out there you can pick up. The thing is, right, who's going to trade me? No one's going to give up, say, Zeke or... Uh, Kamara for CEH, right? So I'm not going to be getting the kind of value in redraft. It's one of those you just take your lumps and you just hope that... Yeah, don't you think? So in, in redraft, I, f- I, f- I find myself doing this, which is why I ask. I'd find it incredibly hard to give him up if I had him in redraft. But what's his what's his performance so far this year? Um, what's, so he's like a, you know, just outside, just outside the start 20 points-wise or average points per game, somewhere in this region. You could... He, you could actually pick up almost anyone. I mean, the, you know, the like James Connor is probably available, or someone like that. 
Yeah, you might be afraid for someone like James Conner. Yeah, the thing with him is, I think the movie, if you're going to trade away CEH in a redraft league, it's because you've got good running back depth and you're going to get a decent wide receiver in return. Maybe like um, Adam Thielen, um, a Keenan Allen, someone like that. If, if you're weak at wide receiver, you know. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you know what? I still think he's going to be a decent start in your flex. Yeah, so right, should we move on to uh, wide receivers? Yeah, let's do it. You, uh, you guys here, so to kick off with my boy. Julio Jones. Oh man, good old Julio. He did he did me a solid this week. Good, uh, in a yeah, good action. Um, uh, I would, uh, yeah. I mean, if if I'm uh, if I'm looking for the ship, I'm I'm definitely trading for Julio. You want a wide receiver? I would say Julio should be number one on your target list. Uh, something that I think you know, especially if well, you got you know you know you're hoping a guy that's not in contention has him because I think you can get great value for him. He's probably looking on low offload him. I mean, I think he's so bad. I think I think for Julio, I think you can still get like an easy first plus maybe another young rookie that you drafted last year at, at the very least. I think um, Julio's probably got maybe two years, like this year, maybe next year, maybe one more after that max. I mean, I, I think his contract he and his contract extension gives you know gives him a little bit more uh, flexibility there. But um, I think uh, if he's going to stay in Atlanta, you're going to have uh, the likes of Ridley coming in and Gage coming in. And I, I think those receivers just do much better, much better when Julio's on the field because he just he just still. I mean, I think Fitz said it. Uh, Fitz uh, Fitzgerald said it. He's still the number one receiver in the league. And I know it. What's funny is you're gonna. It's, it makes it very tricky to trade him after the week he just had. Yeah. You put up numbers like that, people don't really want to pay up <laughs> where he is, but you don't want to sell him for two, for not enough after that performance. You're like, well, he's back. He's not injured. Actually, his first week was pretty pretty darn good as well he just had a massive lull in between where he's been injured really all the way through it i mean this is the thing right like a first plus a young guy from you know like a young rookie um or michael Pittman, a Jalen rager um henry ruggs you know something like that plus a first i think that's i think that's that's fair right because if you think that first next year will probably be getting you a very very good uh, wide receiver probably in that class if you think I'd, you know, you... I'd give you rugs and, and a first for Julio straight away I'll be, yeah. I'll be looking I'll be seeing if there's any way we can do that so I mean I know well it's interesting because I think one of our leagues Byron's actually was trying to ship him um, ship him at the start of the season yeah I think he was going to go into rebuild and he's actually doing surprisingly well so now he's in that kind of decision where they should keep onto him or you know try and offload still and after this week, you kind of don't, you sit here and go, well, actually, he could be my difference maker. That's, that's, that's I think, the tricky one with him. Interesting, though. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is the thing, right? You, you, you know you're only getting probably a short window, but he's that good that, you know, he, he's a difference maker for you. I mean, like, I think exactly you said, like Matt Ryan earlier, it's, he's on a team that has no defense. They're, they're going to be putting up points. So uh, I, he's going to help you this year, fantasy-wise. Yeah. I, I, another one I, I kind of like is Crowder. I hate to say it. He's he's a sneaky little wide receiver. He's um uh, I think he's better when um uh, uh, Darnold's back there. But he's he's I think he's consistently a. I think last year was he wasn't he like a top fifteen, top twenty PPR wide receiver. This year, I mean, except for the 
But the, the issue with Crowd, and I had this last year, was, and I, I, I lucky, I think I managed to get out on him at the right time. But um, I had him in a league, and he, I think he had a run of about three or four games where he was picking up 15 to 20 points a week in PPR, which, you know, very solid. Got rid of him, and then the guy I traded him to, you think he put up you know, single-digit fantasy points for the rest of the season. He's good. You are running a little bit of a roller coaster with him, but you know, given what he's done so far this season, you know, he's he's their only real weapon, right? I would say, well, what would you pay for him though? I mean, I mean, again, this is like the cheaper end. You're paying a premium for Julio Crowder. What are you going to pay for him? I'd, I'd, give, I'd give up a second for Crowder. Yeah, and I, I think I think that's I think that's great. I would do that too. Yeah, I honestly agree with you there. You know, it's it's, a, it's it would be a late second, but. Again, it comes down to the, the the manager who's selling it, right? You know, do they think that actually holding on to him for next year? I, I, I wouldn't give a first, right? I wouldn't give a first to Crowder. He's still only twenty seven, so I think he's in that range where, unless you get the right, you know, the right manager who's just looking to offload, I don't feel like the the buyer and the seller will kind of meet in terms of you know what they're looking for. Because you probably, I think, if you're a seller, you probably want an early second. Um, if you're a buyer, you're probably giving up a late second, unless you know, unless you've accumulated picks elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But you know, a, a, a mid mid second is probably fair. Let's say I'll, also, I wouldn't mind taking if I had Crowder, I wouldn't mind taking a late second. Um, if I had if I had wide receiver depth, I, I would think. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, th- I think you're right. You want an early second, ideally. Maybe throw in some other small, maybe another rookie, maybe someone like McFarland yeah. or so, some someone that's not really. That's not really up there. Somebody picked up on waivers. I think I think you can you can make something of it, but he's he's a nice little cheap winner. How about OBJ now? He's very, he's yeah, one right there. Hey, where where do you rank OBJ? Oh man, talent wise. Well, we're compared to other 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 wide receivers, you know, like um, who do you rather have, uh, Odell or um, AJ Brown? AJ Brown uh, for sure. I, I mean, AJ Brown is money, man. He's so good. He's on, he's on the right team right now. I think talent-wise, OBJ is better than AJ Brown. What about Robbie Anderson? Oh, I think talent-wise, OBJ is probably up there top top three in the league, right? I top agree. Five, yep. Like in terms of pure talent, but production just hasn't been there, right? And that's the problem. Um, that, that's a good actually, one. Robbie Anderson or OBJ? Who would you take? That's actually a good one. Yeah. Uh, for rest of season, uh, Robbie Anderson. I I I I agree too. Uh, I think for dynasty, I would take OBJ. And yeah, I mean Robbie Anderson has outscored him so far, but not by a tremendous amount. It's just the the volatility in Odell's at one big game. That that's the problem. So Anderson's been very consistent. Um, you know, he, he's he's getting. Obviously, yesterday he had five targets, but you know, eight, ten, eleven, twelve targets a game. Right, he's. Getting good volume in that offense, um, but he still made the most of a few targets yesterday as well. He actually, oh yeah, still put up some yeah, time. yeah. He still, he still had like a, a reasonable day, right? Where, well, I think we, we no, said no, this no, about. Oda got nothing. Oda got three three points. Yeah, he had. Um, you know, the, the, the mouths to feed there, um, obviously, and then you know Baker's not playing the best best football, right? So. No. It's going to be a bit inconsistent with OBJ. That's the problem. Um, and the other thing with OBJ is, right, if you look at um, 
health-wise as well. Obviously, last season he, he played all 16 games, but I think he was you know, banged up for quite a bit of it. Yeah, I think but, he had muscle core surgery off-season, I think, or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if you look at his big... If you actually look at his scores, I think he got two touchdowns um, from running plays last week. Sorry, not, not the week just gone, but his big week were two. One was a, a, a behind sweep and another was a running play as well, actually. Um, some lateral, I can't actually remember it. But um, yep. you're right. That kind of distorts his numbers because one of them is a very long, very long uh, run, like yeah, 40 yards. Because they're, so, they're, yeah. they're, they're playing prevent defense. They just wanted him to stop. They just didn't want him to get the first round, first grand yeah. down. So the minute you get the first down, it's open. Well, and suddenly you're getting 25% of his points from one play. Yeah. Actually, this really distorts him also. Yep, I'm, I, I don't like him. If, I'm hold, if I have him, I wouldn't be really selling him because I don't well, think – I mean, what would you offer him? What would you offer OBJ today? Well, one last comparison for you, then. What about, um, what about Mike Evans versus um, Odell? Oh, Mike, 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 Mike Evans. Evans. Mike Even Evans, though yeah. Godwin's they've, – they've scored the same points this season – and um, yeah. now Evans has got more competition. He, he does, but I think um, I think he'll. I think Mike Evans will always remain a part of that offense. Um, yeah, this isn't working. I've got Odell. I'm trying to get rid of him. I like <laughs> Evans. Or <one laughs> out there. You both got parts of him. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like Mike Evans. You know, he's he's going to be a bit more sort of touchdown. You know, he's, he's obviously been scoring touchdowns every game. I think yesterday was the first game where he didn't score one. Um, but, you know, we, we've seen Brady targeting him in the end zone, right? So, right. Paul, um, what about Claypool? Are you interested in Claypool or for OBJ? Someone like Claypool and OBJ? Probably not. Ooh, okay. Remember, remember this, Chiggs. Uh, <laughs> next year or two years. Claypool being a top five wide receiver or top <laughs> ten. Let's go top ten. Well, let's see. If you, if you, I reckon if you chop to first plus Claypool to pull for, for OBJ, oh. you probably take that. But Paul doesn't care. For, <laughs> Paul doesn't care for rookies. I don't like uh, rookies. <laughs> I just get disappointed with rookies. Frustrate. I take them and then I trade them away straight away. <laughs> um, a few other guys that were probably I think are quite interesting. Uh, Robert Woods. Keenan Allen, Adam Thielen, um, and maybe I'll chuck, I'll chuck Tyler Lockett in there as well because I've been trying to buy him. Oh, as yeah. well. Lock, Lockett's a good one. He's an, he's an interesting situation there. I think for me, Thielen is is the guy that I think with the emergence of Justin Jefferson's probably depressed his value a little bit now. Whereas, cause whereas before, I think you know, week in week out. Thielen was the guy. Um, you're starting to see Justin Jefferson become more part of that offense. You know, yeah, the people yeah. are decent numbers. They they both are. I mean, they're both doing well there, aren't they? It's, it's a it's an offense where you don't you wouldn't actually mind having both. Yeah, yeah. actually, I wouldn't. I think I think I, I I do think it kind of reduce it kind of decreases value a little bit. But I think we knew we always kind of knew it was going to happen in future years. Um, I think to an extent, though, I think it's going to still keep them. Before, I was kind of concerned that with Thielen being there, it's all concentration is going to go on Thielen, the only wide receiver they have. But now with Jefferson there, it may help his situation out a little bit on that standpoint where he's not going to get that double coverage. They still got to worry about Cook uh, running, so they, they can't, you know, they got to worry about maybe, maybe putting, bringing the safety down a little bit. So I think, I mean, I think Justin Jefferson's emergence kind of just helps him as long as he's still getting those targets. 
which last uh, last yeah. week uh, yesterday I think we saw I think he got a touchdown. Granted, um, I mean he he gave you a decent production that's with the CD. Yeah. You're also running into their bye week again, where someone might be. You know, you're going to have to pay up for either of them, but at least someone you could you could try and ne- negotiate something where you're um where you're the one suffering. If you have got enough depth, you're the one suffering the bye week and giving someone else a player who's who doesn't have a bye week coming or has already had their bye week to sort of to step up there. But I think both of them are going to be pretty hard to get realistically. If you can afford them, you probably don't need them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. Who else we got wide receiver wise? Will Fuller's interesting one. Will Fuller, what's your Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks? So look at the two Texans guys. Obviously, Brandon Cooks now has had two decent weeks. Yeah, of back. course. When, um, when I drop him in all my redraft leagues, he blows up. I'm the same. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess getting Bill, getting himself oh, fired, yeah. <laughs> helped him right. So, but no, he, he's looked good, right? Brandon Cooks. It's kind of what we talked about in the off season, and unfortunately, it's taken a bit longer for him to sort of show it and obviously we've dropped him in our leagues that we had him but would he be someone you'd be confident to go and get now or is it you think it's just a bit bit of a flash in the pan i think it's a flash i mean i i would i wouldn't mind getting him i think i'm not paying much for him though um i actually have him in the idp if anyone wants him um i i, I think he's going to do well i think he's going to be pre about about where about where he's at right now but i still i'm still i would still worry about like when they go up against you know, a couple of more, you know, tough, tougher defenses. Um, I, I think that's when he's going to struggle. And, um, and that, that line still can't protect, you know, can't give uh, Watson time. So I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to buy into the hype, the two game hype he has. Cause you look at the whole season, the first four games are terrible. Two games. I mean, he did above average. Uh, I think he's going to stay about average the rest of the season. I, I don't. I don't think you're paying a premium to get him. I think you find some comparable wide receivers like a Tim Patrick on the waiver wire. Um, I, I'm, I'm not really rushing to go after go after and get him. Let's put it that way. Well, on the flip side, obviously now would be the trying time the time to try and sell him right off the back of two good right. games. Yeah, this is where you're trying to get max value for him as a seller. What, what would you be pitching for if you had Brandon Cooks? You got him in IDP. Um, you know, what would you be uh, shopping him for? I would be looking for maybe a young rookie or maybe a second rounder. Maybe a, I would say a second rounder because he's still got time. What is he, 27 or 8? 27, I think. 27. I mean, he's, he's still an elite wide receiver, I think, in my opinion. Um, I'm not looking for a first, uh, but I mean, I wouldn't mind a late second. It isn't, isn't unreasonable. What would you, what would you be paying for Cooks? Yeah, you, you know what? Late second is probably fair. And would you would you want Cooks or would you want Fuller? Fuller. I think Fuller's the guy you want in that offense, right? I think yeah. he's, he's like you know we've seen Will Fuller have you know some of these monster games last year as well, but you know he's he's he his his thing is the injury risk, right? Is you know, if he can stay healthy, Will Fuller's been putting up some pretty decent numbers this season. He's actually had some very nice games. He, he's a guy I'd be looking to go out and buy, but later on in the season, if you know he's healthy, coming up yeah. to the playoffs, yeah. he's a I guy. Like sure. I've got him. Yeah. him Shiggs. Maybe we can talk. <laughs> now it's going to cost you. Um, I th- yeah, I think I actually think um, uh, Cook's performing better is going to help Fuller. Same same logic as before. You know, is Fuller did well, 
But Fuller was, the, the issue with Fuller was always can he step up being number one? But now he's got a decent number two. Or, you know, maybe he's got a decent number two. I think that will help him. Yeah, I, I agree. I, good compliment. Kind of like the whole Thielen-Jefferson yeah. situation. I agree. You know, you've got a good quarterback. Um, and you see that you've got the the coverage is sort of taken away. By the fact you've got two threats there. Um, and they've got a run game. Sorry? And they've got a run game now. Well, yeah. I mean, David Johnson is actually having a pretty pretty nice season again, right? You know, yeah. he's given sort of running back two, running back two numbers probably. Just consistent. It's kind of like what I said, right? If you had him, you know, don't trade him away because your value you're going to get was not going to be great. But you know, talking about running backs, he's the kind of guy now you'd be trying to sort of shop for for value for a rebuild, right? Yeah. Okay, and now we go on to the uh, the best position of the lot. Oh, the, the tight end wasteland. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, you had the likes okay. of Gusecki giving people zero points with oh. the ideal matchup this week. You had, oh man, you had uh, Jonu Smith getting injured. Um, uh, so many ups and downs. I mean, the only thing you can, cons- I think, the only thing you can consistently count on is Kelsey Kittle. You can't even count on Ertz these days. Uh, Waller, I would say, who's on a bye. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I. I I'll, honestly, and I think you're paying a king's ransom for any of those tight ends. Yeah. So. So here's the thing, right? If you. If you had Travis Kelsey, and the, uh, it's kind of comparable to the Zeke situation, right? If you had Kelsey and you had no shot at the championship this year, is he the guy that you want to basically get as much capital for and start your rebuild? If If you're in a Two at least you're two seasons out, so you need like two seasons to rebuild. I would say yes, but if you just need one, like say this next draft, rookie draft, you know you're gonna be set, or you you or uh, or you know you're just well, you you're just off by a year. Um, uh, then then uh, then I would then I would keep them. But yeah, if, if you need two seasons of rebuild, you sh- you 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 sell them today. Yeah, if, if your weakness is the fact that your all your players got injured already, and that's why you you can't perform, maybe hang on one more year. But if yeah. it's just yeah. you've got the wrong team, and that, that's what some people should be definitely be conscious about, right? It's like if you've got Saquon or Christian McCaffrey that's gone down, uh, Michael Thomas, you know these kind of guys that have hurt your team this year, but actually you've got enough weapons that you think you're going to be in contention next year. And Kelsey's obviously that difference maker for you. You know he should help you win next year. But as I say, if you're in a multi-year rebuild, Travis Kelsey's someone I'll be looking to actively shop. I think you can get a ton for him. I mean, what would you pay for Kelsey? Well, Titan Premium, you know, he's he's arguably up there with George Kittle. They're the best Titans in the league, right? They're going to give you solid numbers. Um, they're, they're, gonna, they're, they're the difference maker. You know? they'll, they'll win you a championship, right? So I'd rather have Kelsey than, than um, Kittle as well. <laughs> I mean, apart from the longevity of him. I think yeah, great, for, 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 one, for one year, yeah. For one year, I would have yeah. Kelsey. One or two, yeah. maybe. But I think Kittle is... For, for, yeah, dynasty purposes. So you're probably looking at something like two firsts and a young tight end. So two firsts and a Johnny Smith or a Mike Kosicki, something like that, See, I'd say. I would, I would sell that if I had that. If I had that option right there. Two first and a Jonu Smith oh, or yeah, I'd I guess I, I would I'd be take. selling Kelsey right there. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. Right. I but, but, that, but, but that's I the thing. Would you take anything less than, would you take uh, something less than that? 
Jonu Smith is the number three uh, tight end this year, right? I think. Jonu? Yeah. Yeah, he's up there. Um, I would. I mean, if you're throwing Jonu in the mix, because I'm, I'm actually kind of bullish on him, and I've kind of been bullish on him. Yeah, same, man. So, so is Chiggs, too. I think Chiggs yeah. was the first bullish person last year when he grabbed him. Um, I would say I would say with Jonu in, in the mix, I would say a first and a second and Jonu maybe. I wouldn't okay. be necessarily giving two first um, and Jonu because I think Jonu has ability to be a top five tight end easily. And like, like Paul just mentioned, I mean he's a top, he's a third uh, rank right now. He got he did get injured. He was out this that last week. He would have put up monster numbers this week if he didn't get injured. I think he might be a better a better comparison might be um, uh, Fant two firsts. You know that See, I, find a bit... I like I, Fant too. Yeah, I put Fant there with Johnny Smith. So. I think you're right. I think two firsts, Johnny and Fant are probably a first, a second, and Fant or Johnny's probably, probably I'd, right. I'd rather have Johnny than Fant, though. I mean, I think Fant's been good, but I just think, um, opportunity wise, I, I still think I'd rather have, um, Johnny. yeah, I, I, I can see that because you Do got you know I mean? there, you got Sutton, you got Patrick, yeah, you got a lot of, you got a lot of mouths to feed. A lot more. Here's an interesting one. And what about, um, Dallas Goddard? I would be trying to buy him right now. Because Ertz's contract is up this year. Uh, but if, so, if you had him and you were packaging him to get Kelsey, so what would you package with Goddard? Or would you just... I think, do you think your value... Do you think you're going to get enough value back for him right I, now? I don't... So, yeah. There's, I think, there's, like, I think that you're absolutely right. I think there's going to be distortion. There's, there's going to be a, a rift between the valuation because I would be voting... I, will, even if, I don't even have Goddard in any of my leagues, but I'm valuing him quite a bit in a dynasty league, dynasty super flex, because he's going to be the heir there. Cause I think Ertz is probably going to be gone after the season and he's going to be the, t- he's going to be number one tight end there next year. And that's what I'm kind of looking, I'm looking kind of, I'm kind of forward thinking on that while the guy who's got Kelsey, I don't think, I don't know if he's going to really value that. Um, if he does great, if Goddard's in the mix, I, I'm putting, I'm putting Goddard maybe up there. I mean, I wouldn't mind getting too late first and throwing Goddard. And I'm, uh, I think that's, I, I, I think I, I still rate Jonu maybe higher than Goddard. Uh, I would probably put Fant and Goddard about the same level is what I would do. The, see, I, I think there's a funny, there's an interesting point of if you look at the average points, even you're dropping down to Evan Ingram, who has not been good this season. Compare him to um, Fant, and you're not a million miles away in points you're getting. You know, you're talking not a touchdown difference. Between between them, which is quite a big separation for that that massive fall off, which we always talk about with tight ends, but it is quite extreme. Wait, are, are you talking the average or because um, fans missed uh, two three games? Yeah, yeah no, 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 yeah. average, average. Okay, okay, uh. yeah, average fans. I mean, I know it depends on scoring, but um, you know the what the league I'm looking up here, he's had two seventeens and then two sevens basically, whereas um, uh, Evan Ingram has had. A two, a ten, a six, an eight, a nine, and a five. You know, he's not a million miles. It's not so, so superior where you're sitting there going, you've got to have him. It's not like a, you know, a Kitter or a Kelsey or a, even a Joan who's been sitting there getting in the high 20s um, occasionally. Or, or Darren, what, um, what's the Vegas going? Darren Waller. Yeah, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a little, uh, just a little asterisk on, um, uh, on fans because the last game seven, he got injured and then also they lost Locke. So the, I think the last two games or something. Um, so he's really only had the first two games, the only games he really had him and Locke. And then I think, so I'm just, I, I want to say his value is more just because 
there's a lot, you know, you're losing your quarterback, you getting injured in the last game. Um, I think, I, I think his numbers, you know, don't represent, I, I, I don't think they're too representation of his skill. At least the last two games. So the first yeah, two games, and I think the first two games are too overhyped for him too. And so, to be fair, the last game of Madden I had, I played against Amir and he threw about seven touchdowns to Fan. <laughs> Fan got more touchdowns than I threw interceptions, but only just. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, the the other guy that I really like, and I think now his his value's going to start creeping up. Um, I think I called it before is Herb Smith, because he had two really nice games now, back to back. But you know, if, if I was trying to sell Travis Kelsey, he's the kind of guy I want sort of packaged up in any deal. And yeah, that I like, guy, I like that. Next, yeah. You know, next 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 step up basically. Um, yeah, okay. it's a nice one. What about um? So we mentioned him before, but Zach Ertz would he be someone you're going out to buy for if you're in win now mode, or do you still think it? You know, obviously ignoring the fact that he obviously got injured, I think yes, I think he did something to his ankle. Um, let's yeah. assume he's going to be. Let's assume he's he's fit, you know, for the rest of the season. But he's not been good anyway, though, right? Yeah, I'm I'm staying away. I agree. Um, and that's with Goddard out, he hasn't excelled. And with all the wide receivers out, he hasn't he hasn't done well. Maybe he's maybe that's that's kind of cramping his style a little bit because he's getting more attention. I think uh, he's had too defenses. much coverage. Yeah, that could be a reason. But um, I, I'm I'm not. I mean, if I'm going after him right now, I'm not paying much for him. I mean, maybe a second at most. Second and a young guy, or just a second straight up. Say <sighs> second and a myth, or is that too much? Say that again. Second and Irv Smith, or a second and uh, Mike Kosicki, something like that. I think that's too much, honestly. Um, uh, just because it's the uncertainty right now. Like I said, I don't think he's gonna have a team. I don't. I don't think he's. I don't think he's. He's gonna be on the Eagles next year. However, I think he'll do great wherever else he goes. Um, how old is Ertz though? He's twenty nine. Yeah. So, well, I guess a late second and an Irv. I would say that's fine. I don't know about a Gasecki, but a late, a late, a late second, and a, and uh, and maybe um, uh, uh, Irv Smith. I think that's that. I would say that's pretty fair for Ertz. Then what about someone like a Hunter Henry? Uh, Hunter Henry and Evan Ingram uh, for the other guys as well. Any interest um, in them? Yeah, I'm. I'm actually. I actually love. I mean, I have Hunter Henry in a couple leagues. Um, I, I'm still bullish on Hunter Henry. He's still got the elite skill level and now he's you know he's got a decent qb um so uh yeah i'm uh i'm i'm a fan of hunter henry ingram i kind of worry about the con- injury concerns yeah i mean I, I i really like hunter henry as you say he's got the the talent level you know he's um the qb you know herbert looks really good so you know hopefully that's a that's a productive productive uh match going forward so all right. Hopefully, that's um, given you know the listeners some uh, some guys to sort of keep in mind as they're sort of going for rebuild or going for the ship. Um, and yeah, so, so hopefully, Amir will be back next week to uh, to lead us. Hopefully, his rash is cleared up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sorry, his work got done. You can't even dispute it. <laughs> uh, all right, chaps. Well. Uh, have a good week. Good luck with the uh, the matches tonight. Hopefully, they win you your leagues. Oh, uh, I mean, a couple yeah. of close ones. I'm about twenty percent of the points I need in one of my most important leagues. I've got no chance, but let's, let's hope so. 
I think I'm, I'm up against Amir in our TEBC, so uh, it's, it's going to be a close one. It's going to be pretty close. Good luck to both of you. Nice. Good luck, Jeff. Speak to you soon. See you later. See you guys.